just hit record. So we're on. We're hey, live with we are live. We're live with with yeah. on the cheap flight podcast. I got to start remembering to put that at the beginning. Um cuz you know the the two other people that listen to this might want to know. Um <laughs> so we are live. This is cheap flight and we're talking about little LDB action. We had a kind of a soft launch this week on Bandcamp with our EP field this after 25 years. From our debut, Lemonade, and we have Abe Froman in the hizzy. Abe Froman is here. Sausage King of Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Represent. And then we have Represent. Jeffrey Lee Roth. Bibbidi bop! <laughs> <laughs> I got I think- back with my band, Leader Dogs, for the first time in 25 years. I think... Bibbidi <laughs> bop! <laughs> I think we know what the uh, what the soundbite this week's going to be now. <laughs> and then, in addition to that, we have coming in hot. Yes, not really, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, coming in lukewarm, coming in rubbing not his hot. rubbing his eyes because he just woke up. Yeah. A little yawn here and there, a little coffee. He's co- yep. he's coming in hot. Got the coffee coming in. I <laughs> I so. Let's kick this off uh, this way. Just before we were rolling, we we made final decision to have what we were going to call the uh, the LDB lockdown. Oh yes, which will be a uh, a pandemic uh, safe <laughs> release party for our EP this uh, Saturday, which is what November. Tell me. Oh, uh, you want me to tell you the date? <laughs> yeah, you know how I am with dates. Seven. <laughs> it is the okay. seventh. Ooh. Of Ooh. Hi. Okay, so (laughs) you guys realize November seventh was the drop date for Lemonade. Come on, that's pretty. That's pretty freaking cool. It was, Uh, and I actually think. um, Well, we can talk about this later, but I'm thinking about putting Lemonade up on Bandcamp too. But anyway, absolutely, absolutely. Saturday, two p.m. Eastern, one p.m. Central, and then some other p.m. If you're not in one of those time zones, (laughs) or maybe it's a.m. We will have a, uh, a release party, 30 people on a Zoom call. You can ask us questions. We can ask you questions. It's our sure. it's our lockdown party. That's right. And uh, just talk about the EP release and have a good time, build some community, and uh, chill. So that's coming this Saturday. Um, of course, by the time you hear this, you you it's probably already happened. But um, we'll be promoting that after this. But we wanted to take some moments because this is a very important week in the history of our planet as we all know as of november 3rd and why because we released feel this on Bandcamp. absolutely yes, sir. Right. it and, is out uh, for people to check out you may have missed it there's a few other headlines going on this week from some other stuff but no they're uh, not <laughs> yeah no no okay. this happened yet no, Nothing's isn't. happened yet. So, what? We've had more activity. We've had more activity on the Bandcamp site. Just saying. Yes, yeah, yep. yes we have. <laughs> yes, we have. We've had some good activity on the Bandcamp. That's site. right. I'm, That's I'm right. Excited about that. We have, as we mentioned in the last episode, we have great fans. So yeah. um, this is going to be a lot of fun. So let's, uh, fellas, let's just take some, take some, take our turns and give us some feedback. What are you hearing? Uh, who wants to go first? Ryan, go. I think you have more, Abe. You know, more unexciting things. Unexciting. Abe Froman. Abe Froman. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, well, I mean, first of which, uh, I ordered some stuff. I don't know if you saw the photos yet, but I did order some uh, some promo stuff 
uh, from Vistaprint, very fine company I have enjoyed dealing with over the years. And they gave me a, a, a arrival date of November 16th. So I was like, yeah, November 16th, that makes sense. It works November 16th. I get home last night from London. Makes it sound more exotic than it does. I traveled <laughs> from London yesterday. Yes. And, uh, and at, at the door was all the stuff. So oh, my I got, gosh. I got the four by four banner, which puts my you know framed picture to shame. I got the four by four vinyl banner. I got the uh, some postcards that we can use for promotion and getting the word out and uh, the business cards. So I'm, I'm looking at that right now. That, that look, these look awesome, man. They are there. They are there. So, Vista. so the plan is during a pandemic is to send them to Jeff, who will then send them to Derek, who will then send them to LP. Love it. <laughs> sign a sign a bunch, send them on, sign a bunch, send them on. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But there we go. This is, yeah. this this uh, episode of Cheap Flight is sponsored by Vistaprint. By Vista. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. They got they got money to spare and we're gonna spend enough of them anyway. So perfect. I, I think part of the reason is that uh, the one of the biggest uh, plants is about 20 minutes from our house, which is actually closer to where Jeff grew up. Uh, huh. One of the biggest Vista print plants in the country is uh, located really close. So nice. uh, I, I think they bypassed the normal, you know, mailing and, and they probably, somebody probably just dropped it off at the house on the way home. Probably got off yeah. the shift away. Oh, I know Ryan. That's, that's how small Canada is. I know Ryan. I'll just <laughs> oh, drop Ryan. it off at the house. Oh, that, yeah, that Ryan. He's so yeah, it was, it was a nice surprise. After a long day, it was a nice surprise to get home and find all the stuff here like 12 days earlier than I thought it was going to get. Here. That's crazy. Amazing. That's great. Yeah. You like so it? yeah, you like it? You approve? I, it's, I'm asking I'm asking for uh, forgiveness now because I've already, already said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You go. Awesome. There. Okay. Vista, good. We're, Vista, we're official. We have a business Vista. card. We have a business card, which now makes us official. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, and we've got we've got fans coming out of the woodwork. We've got uh, this uh, dead to self radio that has been playing our stuff for years, and he's all excited about it. Uh, Thomas is his name, and he's he's behind it, and he's got people asking questions already about it. He's looking forward to playing it, and adding it to his show. But I, we've got a lot of people that are that are doing the same thing that you know host shows and do blogs and getting the word out. So we're really excited to see. I'm excited to see the fact that people 25 years later are is as excited if not more excited about it yeah mm-hmm. and then we're finally able to put something in their hands and go look here check this out and the response has been really good so we're very happy for the fans that have stayed with us for 25 years including jesse sprinkle if you don't really? recognize the name jesse sprinkle was I the drummer. he was the drummer the, for poor old lou poor old lou yeah yeah so the He's drummer for producer old, he he, po- he posted something about two years ago that said or a year ago that said uh I'm in my soccer mom uh, van and I'm bumping leader dogs for the blind. <laughs> this goes, was two, two years ago. I think it was. It was either wow. two, Yeah. Yeah. It was a while ago. Wow. Yeah. He said, I'm, bump, I'm bumping leader dogs for the blind and the windows are open. <laughs> I was like, that's so hilarious. I, I, you know, I, I took that as that he was a fan of the band. And, yeah. Sure. I didn't know I was, that. I was correct. And so I said to him, I said, Hey, I'll get you uh, you know, I'll get you some information about the release. He's like, no, no, no. I already bought it. I already bought it because I, I want to support, uh, music and I love being able to buy something on Bandcamp. So wow. he's one of our he's awesome. one of our first uh, purchases, which is great. Very that's, cool. hey, that's very encouraging. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, as kind of a charitable act on our part, should we get old Lou uh, download code since he's poor? 
Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Oh, that's yeah, we should. <laughs> Give us the sound bite, Jeff. <laughs> what? To- which one? Wah, wah, the David Lee Roth one. The trombone. Oh, yeah, do that one. Bibbidi bop, bibbidi bop. That's awesome. <laughs> That's probably going to make it into our next song. I can tell nice. You. Oh, you know it will. You know I it like will. that. And then, I mean, we have this company up in Toronto. Like, you, some of you have, Derek, have you been to Toronto? Yeah. Of course. Okay, so everybody in this room has seen Phantom of the Opera in Toronto. Oh, Pantages. Yes, the Pantages Theater. There we go. You did look at you <clears throat> traveling in opera and stuff. Yeah, that was way back in the wow. uh, youth uh, college group church days. Sure. But yeah, I've been there a handful of times, maybe. So everybody in this group has been to Toronto at least once in their lives. Um, yeah. Toronto's, Toronto's got, it's just, there's stuff, cool stuff going on all the time. But they have this company called Indie Pool. And so Indie Pool is one of the main uh, band services, manufacturing, pressing. They do everything. They do, they're kind of one-stop shop. And we did uh, Janice's record through there three years ago and had a great experience dealing with Indie Pool. And and they're in a they they they, they, they work with everybody. And I think Jeff, you had said you'd had you might have had some. Indie we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just we did uh, a couple of years ago when we did the Otic Poets record. We went through Indie Pool to do all the pressing and and you know artwork and all that stuff. And they were nice. they were nice. awesome, dude. Super they're incredible. Yeah, and, yeah, good people. I drove up to the office to pick up the stuff a couple of years ago, and and so I got got the grand tour, and it was it was a lot of fun, and they're they're a great bunch of people. So I'm talking to Nick, who runs Indie Pool, and we were we were playing phone tag back and forth this week, and then he called me, and we connected, and the first thing he said was, "Leader Dogs did a new record," and I said, "What? I'm sorry, what did you say?" He said, "Leader Dogs did a new record." <laughs> he said, "He goes, my brothers were in bands left and right." He goes, "I was in the whole church." You know, youth group and all this. I was in. He lived in Peterborough, so he knew Thousand Foot Crutch and Hawk Nelson. And but he said Leader Dogs was was a band that his brothers were huge fans of, so he became a huge fan of. And uh, so yeah, Nick wow. Nick is a huge fan, and that but that it blew my mind because I was like, you know, Leader Dogs. He's like, oh man, oh yeah, Lemonade. He starts rattling off song titles, and I'm like, dude, you you really wow. do know the band. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, so so he's uh, so I'm talking to him about you know because some people do want CDs. So I'm talking to him about the short run and just getting some prices on that uh, in Canadian dollars. So it'll be like with pennies on the pennies. Looney yep. is just good. Yep. But uh, so, yeah, he's uh, he's not only not only somebody I want, that I've worked with before, uh, but he's a he's a dedicated fan. So he he, he was so excited to hear that uh, there was a new project. And so I sent it to him right away. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, man. We got allies all over the place. We didn't even know we had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's very yeah. cool. It's kind of like okay. Let's let's go back to an American classic. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Any any <laughs> fellows seen that that uh, that uh, you know Rebel Without a Cause level Oscar worthy? Anyway, there's a whole scene where uh, they they basically do a dot matrix printout of all the people that have said bad things about them on the internet. And then at the end of the movie, they go door to door and they find them and they start beating up everybody that said negative things about them. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I've done with Leader Dogs fans, Ex- I, like except not going to beat them up. Obviously. Right, right, right. But I've taken the same approach and found, gone through the list and found people that you know that have been fans through the years and right brought them up to speed. Is nice. Now, 
the question is when the pandemic's over and social distancing's not a thing, will you beat them up then? Well, uh, they'd <laughs> most likely they'd almost all be more successful at beating me up. So <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. There's but, that. Uh, there is that. You know. So good. Good. Uh, How about that review from Glenn words. Kaiser, man? Oh, the review from Glenn Kaiser. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude! My goodness, I should almost. That was amazing. Well, let's get everybody's update, and I'll, I'll come back and I'll read that if anybody wants to. Yeah, you I, should. Yeah. Also, absolutely. don't forget about your buddy Matt. That you know, that's. Oh, that, see, man, he's not just—he's not just some kind of guy. He's—he you know? uh, plays music for a living, from what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> yes yeah my buddy matt within three hours matt bissonette who is elton john's bass player uh i sent him feel this the link and within about three hours he wrote back just loved it just loved it I'm trying to get his exact quote but it was do you remember what it was um uh, a- aic king's x yeah king's um, X, metallica. king's x meets metallica meets allison chains um yes was his and first that was his first statement i went all right cool like that, those are good bands to be in league with yeah I yeah 100 you know they've, they've done some things i could probably do they've sold a record here. or two sure and then elton john's done some things too yeah i, I mean I here. to a lesser extent you know yeah, but yeah. He's, he's had a hit or two yeah but yeah matt's matt's been with uh elton john for eight years now and uh he's killing it like it's a great gig he loves it but he had, he took the time to let me know that he was really enjoying it. Good. The so basis for the cool, Rocket Man. The basis for the Rocket Man. That's correct. You know, awesome. Friends friends in all kinds of places. Awesome. Let's see if that review. I'm trying to find that review somewhere here in the text thread. It's way back there. I'll pull the Glen one. Uh, well, I'll, while you're I'll, while you two I'll are scouring that. Jeffrey you know. Lee Roth, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it was really nice. I had a, a buddy of mine who uh, I've played some music with in the past. He uh, he reached out just to say uh, that he'd, he'd heard the record, and though it's not necessarily, he's more of like a folk kind of folk folk musician type of thing. But he, he said, despite the fact that it's not his style of music, he said, "Listen, I, man, I got to tell you, like the first of all, the record, uh, it's awesome. Like you did a great job. Uh, Love the drums on it." But he said, "Whoever mixed this record, whoever mixed this is, did an amazing job. And he, I, I, I appreciate that this, that he said that because he's also one of those guys who's real picky about tones and sound and having everything mixed just so, and what have you. And, and so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give that shout out to LP cause you did an amazing job of, uh, wow. of, of mixing this. Album. Yeah, dude, I got the same, I got the same, um, that was like the second thing out of his mouth. This guy that I, I, Friend, uh, we've been friends for years. He, I mean, he he goes way back to premonition days. Um, friends, roommates, uh, was you know was a fa- is a fan of of what I you know my music, what I'm involved in, and he's kind of a recluse. We don't. He's not a phone person. So the fact that he called me out of the blue last night um, was pretty pretty crazy. And then yeah, he had great things to say about. He said the. He felt like um, how we were able to, it was kind of a seamless transition from Lemonade to the new project. He, he, he was, he was pretty impressed how it just felt, it, it felt right, you know? Wow. I really and yeah, he, that. he, yeah, he really complimented your mixing. Um, yeah, he was really, really uh, excited about it. So that's awesome. That, you know, 
what stands out to me about those two comments is that we're there's so much that's different. And I'm not just talking about the 25 years, but you know, we're, we're recording and mixing in the box now on a, on yeah. a laptop instead of in right. a, you yeah. Know, yeah. Multi-million dollar studio, um, yep. on a Neve and, you know, instead of a dual rectifier, I'm using an amp sim inside logic, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, so there's so much and, that, and, no, and no one would know the difference. That's, that's yeah, kind of the yeah, point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that, you know, on a side note, that's what that was the second follow up. If, if I may just interject real quickly there, that was the thing no. he said. He, he said, it's uh, no, Jeff, shut up. <laughs> no, Jeff. No. I'm just kidding. The chair does not recognize. No, the Toronto. <laughs> Sir. The Toronto uh, time has been filled. We already talked about Toronto. Thank you. Moving much. on. But he said, uh, he said, you know, it, it, the part that he really likes uh, is, the, is the fact that this was done in a bunch of home studios, 100% remote. Mm-hmm. And at uh, word for word, he says, I think that the most impressive. Uh, part is that is project. everybody working on this album remotely together yeah like that's that's the whole story right there and and how impressive cool. that it it really is that we were able yeah. to hmm. come up with something that like you say Lyndon, you know when we did the first album when you did the first album it was done in like this big multi-million dollar studio we did this on a shoestring budget in you know in our yeah. own studios yeah and during not a pandemic. like during a pandemic in two continents or sorry one continent two countries locked by you know a locked border and we still did it and and you know i think that's the that's the feel-good story of the year yeah you no know. kidding you know and you know the studio that that lemonade was mixed in was the studio where filter came through and right. i think ozzy had come through and yeah stevie I mean, wonder big, records there when he big, has to madonna did yeah yeah uh clinton george yeah, not the mm-hmm. other one. Not the other. One. Um, <laughs> not Bill. No, Hillary. All, all of all these and, and Soundgarden so recorded more. there. Who? Did they really? Soundgarden recorded there the last in the last five years. Yeah. Really? Wow. No way. I didn't Chris know that. Cor- You're talking about Pearl, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about the one in in, in Canton, Michigan. But it's still the oh. same. Oh, yeah, no, same, that's though. that's Pearl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still hmm. that big Neve console and. Oh yeah, so yeah. Chris Cornell is a picture of him in there, probably in the last five years. Wow. Yep. So all that music had come through there, lemonades mixed there, and mm-hmm. then feel this is mixed on a, a laptop that's got some stickers from a local coffee shop. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the difference 25 years makes. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> yeah awesome. No, it's, it's, and, and the funny thing is, we haven't even told that part of the story outside of this podcast. We haven't even told that part of the story is that we were never in the same place at the same time. Like, it's, we're like Clark Kent and Superman. We're never together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. which is which will is just that much more exciting when we actually are able to all get together. It'll be that much more thrilling for sure. But yeah, uh, that story has yet to kind of make its way to the to the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we so give, the- we we give hope to the next generation. Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Why not? Well, we'll go with that. Uh, I I. As you guys know, I'm not on the social medias. Um, I've gotten some some really good feedback via text, just from you know the people like the friends and and fans of that I've known. Um, the, one of the biggest compliments is that we have people purchasing the EP on Bandcamp, and yeah, yeah, you know, on Bandcamp there's this button you can toggle when you set the price. You can also say let fans pay more, and exactly half of our fans have have paid even wow, more like, than the five dollar yeah. asking price which nice you know that's that's, pre- that's really appreciated it's super appreciated because it, it it 
it, it's 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 both them saying this is worth that to me, but also we want to continue to support the arts in a very right. difficult time. So um, that, that's yeah, that's really uh, actually huge because mm-hmm. freemium is so popular these days. I mean, I mean, for them to actually spend money, yeah, on to stream, you know, while they're they're downloading, right? But to, to actually spend money on music these days, that's that's pretty monumental, really. Sure, Absolutely. it is. Yeah, you're right. It is outside of yeah. a streaming service. I mean, that that really shows they they really see value in in yeah. that music. Yeah, yeah, and they want to support us. It's kind of yeah, right. That that too. And I think with Bandcamp, I think that it was a smart move on our part. It's probably the model we'll follow in the future, but. Bandcamp mm-hmm. first gives us uh, the opportunity. And by the way, anybody listening, you just have to know that anytime a song is streamed on something like a Spotify, which is great, but the artist literally gets maybe 0.0032 cents per right. stream. Yeah. Per stream. Yeah. yeah. It, it takes thousands of streams just to get a couple bucks. And, and so when like you're 100,000. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it takes, yeah. a, I mean, it's, it's hundred thousand for a dollar. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, for a, a fan to go onto Bandcamp and make a purchase yeah. of of just a dollar per track, um, and where the artist gets, uh, so far, I think we're getting most of it. I don't see Bandcamp taking anything. And I know that at one point in time during the pandemic, they had shut off the fees that they were taking, but yeah. I thought that was just for a certain weekend. But certain anyway, the point is, it, yeah, we're we're gonna be exploiting that that platform more because we're going to be able to put some merch up in right in uh, Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, November 7th happens to be the exact date 25 years ago that Lemonade was dropped. And so that since we're doing our lockdown on Saturday, November 7th, we're going to publish the Lemonade record on there and let fans get it, you know, get at that if they want to and help support mm-hmm. us even more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bandcamp's awesome. I'm, they really are a, a platform for the artists. It's kind of like an Etsy for music, if the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you have to be on the streaming <clears throat> services just to get the word out there. But you're right, Derek. I mean, unless you, you know, kind of are already a name brand, you're just not going to, you know, yeah. we we all know that we're not doing this for money. We're certainly not going to make right. even enough of a dent to, uh, we'll probably just pay for our, <laughs> Pay like for our for merch merchandise and stuff. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. For, you know, for if we're fortunate, we'll pay for, for mastering. We certainly, <laughs> I'll just put it this way. Nobody's got to claim any of this on their taxes because we're not going to make any of that kind of money. <laughs> but um, the point is, though, is that if you're going to support an artist, um, find a platform like Bandcamp where the artist actually gets a, a, a bigger part of the cut. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know why it's so different with music. You know, all almost all the other arts, there's there's ways for, you know, visual arts, um, everything. They, people can charge more, but when it comes to music, because we're just used to having it all given to us now, it's really hard as an artist to want to, if you need to do this for, for money, or if you want to even cobble together the expenses Mm -hmm. that you've got into a recording, you, you, it's, it's nearly impossible these days. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I like too, is that I, you know, I've bought stuff, over the years through Bandcamp, but this was the first time I set up an account that had, you know, like I logged in and it, it gives me, it brought up everything I bought on Bandcamp for the last 10 years, which is great. That's like awesome. I, stuff mm. I forgot that I picked up 
all came up and, and got added to my account so I can I can stream and listen to that whenever I want, which is amazing. But I, yeah, do, really I, cool. I do like to have the, the MP3. I still do like to own. Uh, and I know that it, I'm getting that from a lot of fans, too. They still want to have a piece of it. They, st- they still want to be able to physically have it in their hard drive uh, or mm. to have a CD, which is why I'm looking into that. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I mean, and, and, and even so funny because the days of short run CDs, now it's standard. Like even three years ago, it wasn't really they weren't pushing it real hard that you could do 25 or 50 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now everybody's everybody's offering a short run because they got to yeah. compete. They got to compete. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah well, still, I mean, there's still gonna be handheld people that want a CD. That'll there is something cool. to be said for like you know you, I mean we all remember what it was like when you would be waiting for that record to come out and yeah. you'd you'd crack the the plastic off the CD and you'd open it up and you could smell the printing. And it just had yep. that fresh, you got the liner notes in your hands. You get to look at all the photography yeah. and what, what oh, maybe yeah. what, what the artwork was underneath the CD. Like all that stuff was, it, you know, it was like candy. It just was amazing to get all those things. And yep. especially from an artist that you were just in love with. So I think having that and being able to see the, the return of CDs and physical media right. come back is exciting. And I think that, and the other thing is to just kind of touch back to streaming services. I, I guess that's the thing. Like I have to admit that as a, as an artist, there are, there are records that, you know, sometimes I'll go in and go, sure, I kind of like this band. Like I've, I've got Apple Music and that's that's my kind of weapon of choice. But I'll go on and I'll find something that I kind of like and I'll download it. And that's fine if for some reason I decide tomorrow, you know what, I don't want to do Apple Music anymore. And you'll lose that record. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. But, right. but there are those records where I'm like, dang it, man. Like what was it that I downloaded that I thought was great that if I lose this, I've got to make sure I purchase this. So it, it there is something to be said for, no, if I really want this album, I've got to buy it. Like I've got to get the MP3. Yeah. I've got to get it hard, like a yeah. hard copy, even if it's ones and zeros on my computer, I have to have it so that it, I just, I don't ever want to lose this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Which is also cool because when we think about, we were, Lyndon, you were just talking about the idea of like, we want to get uh leader dogs, uh, lemonade onto uh Bandcamp, And that's really cool because that's something that you just can't buy the physical record anymore right. i mean it, that's it's been out of print for years and years and years and years and years we had a hard time trying to get a pressing of it when we were still together right. and just put it out there which we we managed to do but there was only so many of them and, and that's it and then once it's gone it's gone so to actually have a copy now that people can go out and get get your hands on that's great because i feel, feel like i've heard that time and time again where people have said i loved that album wish i still had it or right. how do i get oh, my yeah. hands on it whatever and and so this would be it is monumental i think 25 years later on the day to have that out that's huge man Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. You know. And now a word from our sponsor. Here, here's my here's my guilty pleasure story. I, I shouldn't admit this publicly, but for the 70, 70,000 people that are gonna be listening. Um I the POD satellite came out on September 11, 2001. Yep. Wow. Right. I've got stickers. Yep. I got stickers that, that have that date on it. And I still yep. went to the record store to buy it. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> am, am I proud of that? No, but I still, I still was like, this is, I got, I still got to get to the record store. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to the record store on release day and bought it. There was something about buying it on release day. It was, it was, it sticks with me. Yeah. <laughs> Not something. I yeah. So, up, so, but- a couple it, it things. It soothes me. It soothes me. That also. <laughs> a, cu- a couple things as follow up. Um, you know, Ryan, do you 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 must have been at Cornerstone the July before that release, right? And you saw Pod on stage. Yes, I did. 
um, because when they said, Hey, we're going to play some songs off of what, you know, what's next. Um, and they played like, you know, I don't know, boom, boom. And, uh, yeah. satellite. I think they played like four tracks. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I cannot even wait to get my hands on this record. Exactly. And I got to wait uh, five months. <laughs> yeah. Or three months or whatever it was. Three. Yeah. Torture. But, so- um, you know what that reminds me of, dude? I'm sorry. I do remember this. I, I, I don't know if it was that time or another time, but I remember hearing from, we were we were there. So it must have been when we played or what. Anyway, the point was we were in the crowd. POD was about to play and it was quiet. And I remember you, Lyndon, saying all he heard was like there was that hush in the crowd and somebody yells, P.O. freaking D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I just thought that was great. That was me. I, I think I said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. And, and didn't Striper play right after them? I think they did too. Uh, that's possible. Yeah, I think, I think that right. was. I think that was the day. Hell yeah! And the, a funny story about that. And then, and then I want to reflect on something Jeff just said. But like, they were doing honestly, and Michael Sweet was out on the catwalk, and it's, it's dark out, you know, and the lights shining bright. There's this. There's these security guards all along the catwalk, and one of them was like bald, and he's like just sitting there, and and. Michael Sweet is like looking down, but from a profile, it looks like he's singing honestly to this bald security guard. <laughs> it was magical. Uh, and remember, they they did um, somebody. They they somebody was starting to shout out. Um, what do you call it when you want to suggest a song? What do you call that? Uh, Requests or requests, requests. Thank you. Requests. Somebody they were start, start shouting out requests, and this is it's like the hottest day in July, and they somebody requested Winter Wonderland. And <laughs> oh, they, wow. they did it. It was <laughs> they did it. Cool. They did it. Yeah, Oz. You could see as soon as somebody requested it, Michael Sweet kept talking to the crowd, and you could see Oz Fox just over there, like trying to remember his parts. He's like going through it and they cut into it and it was practically flawless it was amazing oh, awesome i listened to the hell out of that christmas yeah. album yeah me too Heck i still yeah. have the tape i'm pretty sure i still have the tape somewhere yeah and speaking of albums so what jeff was talking about liner notes and you know getting an actual cd and touching it and smelling the print and stuff i remember when i was writing lyrics for lemonade because you'll remember we were given a record deal and then we came up with 10 titles to sell rex record that we actually had music which we did not yet <laughs> right. and then i wrote i wrote lyrics to those titles and all of them stuck except for one which i think might have been sprout but i remember wow. I, I was on a, a vacation up in traverse city and this was like may and we were going to be cutting vocals in june i think and so i had like bad motor finger dirt um uh inserts like this, you know, from, from those, those CDs looking through their lyrics and just trying to imagine, okay, I am going to have a CD that's going to have a lyric sheet like this at some point in time. What do I want that to look like? What do I want those words to be? And that was a big influence on, huh. on how I wrote that, uh, a lot of those lyrics, um, wow. Wow. from especially, um, you know, black attack, especially ripple for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, fighting gravity, what is that song um, about? I've always, I don't think I've ever known. Which one? Fighting Gravity. What are you talking about in that song? Uh, it's it's really just metaphoric. Generic. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's like. Things that um, oppose you, kind of. Yeah, just take, trying to fight the direction. things that are trying to pull you down. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. When you say, don't take me that direction, don't want to see my shadow. If you're seeing your shadow, you're not looking into the light. That's kind of what that's about. Because okay. if, you're, if, if you're looking into the light, you don't see your shadow because it's behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so, not, there's nothing specific about that. So it's just no, kind of no, whatever just, in your life, in your way, kind of. Yep. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Don't just don't be an anchor and try to pull me, you know, pull me down with your whatever, your your uh issues or your yeah. platform. Um you know. I'm gonna go in the, the direction I think that I need to go. And that's I gotta say, kind of- Derek, that I, I appreciate that question. This is actually a good test run because we're gonna get questions on Saturday about feel this, but we're gonna get questions about lemonade for sure. So might as well be prepared yeah. for mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. A little refresher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, refresher. <laughs> tell me about tell me about the deep stylings of lemonade, the song. Okay. Well what inspired that? Delic- well, Delic- Derek, we, we actually know that all the lyrics were about pizza because that's how you read True. those lyrics. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As Let's get be. a pepperoni. Let's get a, yep. a roni pie so that we can write some mm-hmm. some, some lyrics. That's right. Because I think I wrote the lyrics to um, "Better Ways," uh, not not the verse and choruses, but that little um, "Even Though We Know," the, or "Even Though the Flower Fades." Oh, I think so. Or yeah, the color fades. Yeah. Flower isn't yeah. dead. I wrote that in the studio. Mm-hmm. We just put that section on loop, and I just sat there with a pen and paper and wrote that out. And, um, <laughs> you know what's you know what you need to do is have the lyrics right in front of you for Saturday too. Because it'll be, like, it'll be like William Shatner in the Star Trek uh, convention. <laughs> oh, I know. When I talk to fans, they've listened to this record a hundred times and hundreds of times. Like they'll probably know every subtle nuance. Oh, like, they may have questions there. Yeah, it, it might be. It might be like Shatner in Star Trek. It's all well. Good. If if I do upload Lemonade to Bandcamp, I will have to have. I'll have to dig up the lyrics anyway because I want to put them in there. So we'll <laughs> just we can just use Bandcamp as a cheat sheet and. Either that, the- either that or just go to the internet because they, they they've screwed up the lyrics all over the place so just see what people think they that you were saying yeah it's even yeah. better yeah absolutely yeah. well um any other comments before we do some recommends gents or what do we got there any other uh, uh well i would just say that i i just noticed on facebook i opened it up and uh, you you had mentioned dead to self radio and i think as of eight minutes ago uh, they were talking about what they're jamming, and they said they are jamming the new Leader Dogs for the Blind. Wow. <laughs> right right yeah. as of eight minutes ago. I like that. Excellent. Oh, I love it. Very I cool. love it. Very cool. Oh, I, I, have the, I have the other review, the first review that we got. I can read that real quick. Let's do it. There is abundant lyrical, emotional, and musical integrity in this newly released Kick Down the Doors Leader Dogs for the Blind EP, patently deserving of extended play. Admittedly a No Apologies fanboy, Leader Dog's 1995 Lemonade remains one of my personal all-time favorites, meshing thoughtful arrangements, unexpected dynamic changes, and memorable riffs. Deep metal gut punch, voice clips, loops, grind, and attitude straight through the roof. Feel This, Leader Dog's fresh 2020 five-song Sonic Road Grader, is a powerful 20 years later follow-up, and it has everything, it has everything Lemonade had and an even more thoughtful, modern feel song per song. What's more, you ask? Mastered by Ty Tabor of King's X. Worthy on all counts, five stars for me, Glenn Kaiser. Oh, man. Glenn Crazy. Kaiser of Glenn Kaiser Band and uh, certainly Resurrection Band, Rez Band. Rez Band. Yeah. 
Glenn Kaiser of Glenn Kaiser. Of Glenn Kaiser, that's right. Of Glenn Kaiser of Earth. Glennkaiser.com. He could not wait to send me a review. Like, this is within hours. He could not wait to, to he had written it out. He's like, where can I send this? Where can I put this? And I'm like, uh, send it right to me. <laughs> which which I think is so funny because to, to think of Glenn Kaiser, I mean, it's, growing up in the circles that we had, I mean, Glenn's, he's, he's the man. And, yeah. And, and so it's amazing to me that I remember we did this show in Chicago when we were supposed to do, and you guys probably remember this. We, we had, a, there was another band that was supposed to open for us. Don't know who it was, uh, but they were coming to open and, uh, and they backed out. And when we showed up at the venue, the guy said, uh, yeah, they backed out, but somebody else is going to open. It's Glenn Kaiser. And I'm like, <laughs> That's right. so let me get this straight. Glenn Kaiser is going to open for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he did. Uh, and it just amazed me. And he was just such a cool guy and, and uh, yeah. real down to earth. And yeah, it was, just, it was a real honor to, to get to share the stage with that guy. Yeah. 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 That my was, dad was, was pretty excited that too. That's right. Yeah. He was beside himself because he loves Glenn Kaiser and he loves leader dogs. So. Yeah, I got props from my dad. And then also I have uh, cousins that live here in Milwaukee and they love heavy music and I sent it to them. And um, my my cousin said, just wow, with an exclamation point. And then her husband (laughs) said, dude, this hits this hits right in my sweet spot. I've listened to it twice now. Think Rex is my favorite, but it's close because I like them all. My head bobbed all the way through. Awesome. uh, That was a good uh good response from and, and again i've seen their record collection i there i've never seen more records in my life you'd have to go to a record store to find more um <laughs> wow. and they love music they go to lots of live music and they love big big bands big heavy bands and um and they're so holding it holding it up against all those which is yeah amazing yeah yeah, yeah that's awesome man God, it, yeah. this is exciting got a We're rock the star in the family you know <laughs> So, gentlemen, let's talk recommends. Um, oh boy! Oh boy! Mm. Now I got oh you boy. thinking. Sure. Do I need to go first so you guys can think? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> now take your time yeah, to think about. I don't have that. anything. Okay, I'll go first, and I'll take a little bit of time so that you guys can dig a little something something up. But last week, uh, Derek. Was it last week or the week before you recommended Ohms and uh, the single or the album? The album. I don't remember. Okay. Well, I think you've met the album, but I. So well, anyway, I, well, either way, that's either yeah, way, either way. So I've yeah. listened to the album and um and I love it because it it feels like a follow up to like White Pony. It feels like that's that kind of that sound of Deftones. Um, and anyway, I. I also really enjoy this podcast called Song Exploder. Um, I think I might have told you guys about it a few times. I might have even recommended it once. But the episode this week was Ohms. And Chino Marino talks all about the making of the the record. Um, Awesome. But especially the song. And when the nice thing about Song Exploder is they, they... Oh man! Go to the stems, and they just play just the drums and just the bass and just the guitar. So uh, I recommend going out and listening to that episode because it's it's very inspiring, and um, you know it's a great song. And there's things Mm. going on in the song that I couldn't really pull out of the mix before, and now that I've heard the stems, I'm like, oh, check that out! You know, they've got some really cool keyboards going on, and their bass Mm -hmm. tone is like. Uh, right out of a brochure from Hades. I mean, it's so big and thick. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, this uh, 
can't recommend it. Oh, enough. that's way cool. I didn't know they did dissected it like that. That's really yeah, good. yeah. I yeah. just I, I just opened you, up the first thing on the list. You'll nice. get hooked. Oh, dude. You'll get hooked, Derek. There's, I mean, they do a oh, they do a great. good job of um, doing a, a wide variety of genres. But if you yeah. go back through their catalog and look, one of my favorites of all time that he did um, was with Nine Inch Nails. He he talked with Trent Reznor and they did a a, an, a song from their record a couple of years ago. Um, and he explains he, the, the, the thing that was different with Trent was he did explain how they came up with the sounds and how they put the song together, but he also talked about the lyrics and what he was going through in his life that led to those lyrics. And so that was really inspiring to me. But, oh, cool. Okay. Um, good stuff. They We're, just, did, uh, they did run the jewels just before ohms. And I, I can't recommend both of those enough. They're so good. And sorry, where so. do you find song exploder? Well, like a podcast, pretty a much. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, I, I use a podcast app called Pocket Casts. Okay. If you go to Apple Podcasts, just look up Song Exploder and yeah. Spotify you'll see it. Got it. Spotify might have that too. So yeah, they do. Sure. I, that's where I opened it up. Spotify has everything. Nice, man. They're the Amazon of audio. Spotify is amazing. What's a Spotify? What is a Spotify? There's a callback. What even is a Spotify? What is a Spotify? That was like the um, Streamify. Streamify. That that would make sense. That would that make would sense. Tell me what that is. But listenify, but not Spotify. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Streamify is something different. Please. Should we? So, did I give you guys enough time to come up with a little something? Something. I got some. I I got something. I think too. Ooh. Well, I'm okay. not sure if I do, but sure, go ahead. I'm Canadian. You go first. No, no, please. <laughs> After you. Uh, the Mandalorian season two. Uh, nice. Because I, I did not have time oh, to recommend cool. it. I wasn't, I wasn't on the podcast to recommend it last year, but uh, boy, that uh, it started off really, really nicely. Uh, it, it hardly feels like there's a lot that's gone on since the last time we saw the Mandalorian in the world, but it doesn't feel like it's been that long. It, uh, it's really good. And what good. It, going back to the, the song exploder, uh, Ludwig Göransson, who does all the music for The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and yes. he did Black Black Panther and everything else. He was on Song Explorer a couple of weeks ago. Ah, yeah, he's he's good. He's he he's, did. Uh, no. Let's see, Ludwig, you say Ludwig Göransson? Yeah, yeah. So he, he did, did, another, uh, he did another big movie. All the all the uh, all the Mandalorian episodes. He scored every one of those. He did Black Panther, and he also is a producer for Childish Gambino. Yes. Awesome. Wow. So he's got some credits. He knows some peeps. He knows some peeps. <laughs> All right. So coming in hot, what you got? I have the uh, South Park pandemic special, Ooh. which is, is really uh, it's, it's good, it's <laughs> a good time. Didn't you know it is out? Yeah. You got to pay like seven bucks on Amazon Prime. I think that's the only place you can see it now. Hmm. It's, uh, well, season 24, I think that's, but I think that might just be the only episode so far or something but yeah it's called the pandemic special and it's hilarious uh, if you're a south park fan it's pretty there's some pretty um offensive things well it's, oh, it's more, more more offensive than normal <laughs> yeah. well, okay. things and in, in the special but it's it's good time <laughs> that's a really that, that's a really high bar too yeah because it's like yeah, push the, push, yeah. constantly right. yeah I'm not, I'm not generally not, used not, to hearing not, 
the word offensive and, and South Park in the same sentence. That's, no, no, that's no, odd. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, it, I was even like, wow. I was, they, they shocked me and, they, and my, my wife too are like, wow, really? They're, they're doing this? <laughs> yeah. I usually, I usually use, use the words kid friendly when I talk about self. So. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Fun yes, for the yep, family. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's that, man. Now, now I want to see it. Jeffrey Lee Roth, you got, you well, got something? Well, if I had to pick something out of my yeah, mind, you do. Uh, oh. <laughs> I would say this number, number of years ago. Uh, uh, so Derek and I actually went to go see uh, the show in uh, Detroit and it was uh, uh, Fear Factory, uh, Monster Magnet and, and uh, Rob Zombie, which I think we both had agreed at some point over this podcast was probably one of the greatest shows we've we've ever seen oh yeah still still to this day Mm -hmm. like the theatrical show it was just absolutely incredible and i gotta admit that over the years i've kind of fallen off in terms of what you know when rob zombie puts a record out and you know whatever and i you know i was a fan sort of back in the day and whatever but but uh recently i I noticed and and then Lyndon, you had brought it up in, in our group text there that uh he's got a new record and if you haven't heard the new single uh, the triumph of King Freak. It is absolutely huge and it's big, sonically yeah, it's big. Cool. And if you love heavy and it's it's classic Rob Zombie and it's amazing. And yeah, so if uh, I'm looking forward to the full release, I'm not sure exactly when that comes out, but uh, that that one single is is incredible. So if you get the chance, just go in there, go to your where your music service of choice, and and uh, yeah, the new Rob Zombie single is pretty great. Awesome. Yeah, it looks like they're he's going to drop the rest of the record sometime 21. So. Awesome. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good, good recommends, gents. There we go. All right. Well, we'll have a, I'll try to get this cheap flight out maybe early this evening and, uh, we'll have a little lockdown this Saturday and, um, I'm, I'm, I've, I've just so you guys know this, and this is probably just the process, but like, I think when lemonade, when we finished it, I, I went, I drove home after the last mix and thought, I don't know if I could ever write a song again. The difference this time is we finished, you know, we got this, the music off to Ty Tabor to master. And I already have like voice memos of about three or four ideas for new Great. stuff. And, um, nice. so, so I, I'm going to start getting you guys, which, which I already have done some demos to, mm-hmm. to start hearing how some songs are coming together and, um, uh, we'll, we'll, whatever follows feel this instead of 25 years, it'll be 25 weeks and we'll have a, a follow-up. Cool. Yeah, so, man. Beautiful. All right. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, that, right. that, that concludes this flight. Enjoy your stay at wherever you are. Perfect. <laughs> you guys All are right. like, I don't even know how to respond to that. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to try. Let's get, let's do, <laughs> let's do one more sound bite, Jeff, and then I'll hit stop. Bibbidi-bop.